Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the leader and perfecter of our faith. Since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, we just heard that yesterday before that, the clouds of witnesses, these are the people who have profound faith. They're from the Old Testament, as well as witnesses of the time when the letter of Saint to the Hebrews was written. So he gives description of men and women of faith who are willing to suffer on, behind, on behalf of the Lord, who are tortured, rejected. They, they experience all kinds of calamities on account of those who have, those who, uh, because of their faith in God. And so, so this is what, 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 what saying the letter to the Hebrews says to us, look at, look at the people of the past. They're not afraid. And God reward them, that, reward them for their faith. They became, the, as we remember, all of them, the great prophets, the great witnesses, Moses and others. But not only that, the letter to the Hebrews says that we have someone even greater than that. We have Jesus himself. He's the great witness of the Father's love. He's the great performer of extraordinary deeds. He's the one. And all those who follow him, all those who believe in him, will accomplish great works. Yes, they will have to suffer too. And, and he tells them, but yet you have not resisted to the point of death, which means you have not really struggled as much. But he wants to tell them that it is in Jesus they have power, in Jesus they have strength, in Jesus they have hope, in Jesus they have the capacity to, to do these extraordinary things. And so that's why we can say today, yes, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. We have St. James and we have St. Peter and we have St. Paul. We also have great saints, St. Ignatius of Loyola, St. Francis. We have great saints. We have St. Teresa of Avila. We have St. Therese. We have Faustina. We have John Paul II. We have these great clouds of witnesses. And they're the ones who are manifesting to us this incredible faith and the power which resides in them because Jesus is the one inside, inside of their hearts, inside of their very being. He is, he is uh, in their hearts as in a temple because he himself is the one who has come, was sent by the Father so that he may raise us to a new life, give us new dimension of life. But. Why do we follow this Jesus? Today's gospel is so clear because of extraordinary things that he has done. Yes, we have, he comes back. As you know, yesterday, he was on the other side of, of the Sea of Galilee. And there was that man who was possessed by demons, by legion, who lived in tombs. And the Lord healed him. But it's interesting that from the yesterday's readings that this man, who was possessed by legion, and yet he came to, to the Lord, afflicted as he was. And the, and, and, and the legion spoke to Jesus, the many who were there, don't torment us. Let us continue to afflict humanity. 
Jesus would not let them. Would not let them. Because if he came here so that he may free us from the possessions, from the afflictions, from, from trappings, we free us from our disorders, to free us also from our, our, our addictions, which are so many people have are experiencing today more than ever. And he's helping us to come back, to be restored. And this is what he did today. He walked, he's on the other side of the lake, large crowd gathers around him, and he stayed close to the sea. Now one of the synagogue officials named Jairus came, saying to him, he fell at his feet. He's an official, because why? Because his daughter is at point of death. She is seriously ill. And, and so, and, and the Lord says to him, yes, I am come, I'm going there, I will come. But in the meantime, look at what's going on. Many people who are afflicted, they follow him. And this woman who had hemorrhages for, for 12 years, she says, even if I just touch his cloak, even if I touch his clothes, I will be healed. The faith that she had, she didn't have to wait for Jesus to put his hands on her. She believed, she believed, so she received the healing. And, and, and you know, and everybody, when, you know, kind of looked at Jesus when he says, who touched me? He wanted to look at the face of the one who had faith. He wanted to see that the, the face of the one to whom the grace from him came. And, and even though he was kind of ridiculed, look, there's so many people all around you. How can you say who it was? And yet he looked around and he saw, and he saw the woman and she felt, she felt afraid that she stole the grace. She felt like she did something not right. She should have waited until she was asked to do, to receive. And the Lord says, no, he says, your woman, your, your faith has given you the grace to receive the healing. And of course, we continue with this crowd and the officials, officials uh, uh, representative from the synagogue officials house arrived and they said, don't bother, you know, Jesus, don't bother him anymore. Your daughter has died. They did not believe that he could raise a child from the dead. And yet we see Jesus who says, no, um, I wish to call, I wish to go. I wish to raise her from the sleep of death and give her life. And this is what he does. And he takes again Peter, James, and John, the three who are always witnesses, the three of them who are witnesses to Jesus' extraordinary miracles. And then he takes his, her, his, her parents and takes her parents so that they could be there too to witness what happened to her. Talitha kum, little girl, rise. And she, she's raised, she rises, she comes back to life. Everyone is as, astonished. I, we have our founder here who was known that throughout his life, uh, especially towards the end of his life, he was able to raise children from, from death. But as you know, you know, our 20th century or 21st century mentality says, well, who knows what happened? Maybe they didn't. Maybe they went into a coma, we question, we doubt. So the Lord had to wait to uh, manifest that miracle until sonograms were established. It was a child in a womb, died, shriveled. Scientific evidence. You know, the doctor who observes, you know, the baby is no longer there in the heartbeat, but also shriveled. 
became tiny when the child passes away in the womb. And yet, it is the uncle who prays, who's not, you know, he's not concerned. He says, you know, you were able to raise children during your lifetime. You can do it now. What's the difference? And so he had faith. He believed. Uh, the doctor said that, you know, that um, he should stop praying. As a matter of fact, his, his niece said, uncle, stop praying. My baby has died, just like today. Stop, stop calling upon Jesus. It's not it's longer needed because the, the girl has died. And yet, what we have is the uncle continued to have that faith, the faith of a woman, the faith that it takes, takes extraordinary steps, heroic faith to believe. And then a little girl in the womb, a little boy in the womb, rose from the dead four days after, four days after. And again, scientific evidence, sonograms, one sonogram, and even better sonogram. The doctor made sure that 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 he has that he has to make a make a make a decision what happened here. And as a matter of fact, the mother at that second visit four days later, because at three days after the, the baby died, did not come. You know, was not born. So the doctor wanted to see where it was. And so he lo looks at it, and he is a agnostic doctor. And, and he's shocked. So the mother starts yelling at him, doctor, what, what's wrong with me? Because he's not saying anything. He's not saying, what's wrong with, with, you, with me? Is there something really bad? And she's crying. He says, no, no, it's OK. And she says to him, what does it mean OK? I, visit, I interviewed her. I talked to her. And she says, what, is, what do you mean? What are you talking about? What is OK? What's OK? And he says, the baby is alive. She says, How, you, you mean you told me four days ago that it's dead? Now you tell me it's alive? She was arguing with him, yelling at him, because she couldn't believe the baby was alive. And I met him. He was a 17-year-old boy who loved soccer. So this is the power of God at work power of God at work within us here. But today we have another cloud of witness, John Bosco. You know, he was born in, 18, in 1815, died in 1888. Um, he his father died. He was a, an orphan. Um, his mother took, took care of him, brought him up. Um, environment wasn't a good you know, it was in the city of Turin. Uh, industrialization was brought there. There's a lot of children, a lot of young people without homes, without growing up down streets or, or, or getting into trouble. And, and there he is, the 19th century. He's, he, although he was born in Piedmont, Piedmont he settled in Turin. And, and uh, there were so many social problems there, especially for the young who came there to work. And so John Bosco, as he is known also, Don Bosco, Father Bosco, devoted himself to the care of the young. And how did he do it? First of all, he set up classes, evening classes, because he knew that many of them were dropouts. They didn't have education, poor education. So he brought them to, to his place, set up a place for teaching at evening classes. And then subsequently, he realized that many of them didn't even have a place to stay. So he convinced his mom. He says, can we adopt six of those? from the streets. And so his mother gave him a, a helping hand. And so his mother took care of the six. 
and then subsequently he realized that that he could create not only a place to stay, but he would have have special type of a, a, a classes training, job training, job opportunity. Also to gather them in the evenings or on, on, on weekend just to go to do something, so that you know he would ta take their take their time instead of wasting and getting themselves into trouble. He redirected them. And all of a sudden, he had hundreds and almost a thousand of them that he was responsible for, and 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 then he taught them, you know, the the faith and catechism, and he taught them profession. He did everything for them, and so despite this very difficult times, because in Turin, as you know, is very anti-clerical, civil authorities they were opposed to everything that he was doing, and yet he was able to not only respond to to the needs, but did it really well. And he followed, remember it, on the 24th of January, we talked about St. Francis de Sales, about his spirituality and how tender he was, how caring he was. The first thing that he wanted to do is really respect the dignity of each and, and, and you know, not forcing them, not go, you know, trying to, to create an environment where they felt under pressure. And so Don Bosco took the spirituality of, of Saint, uh, uh, Saint, Saint Francis de Sales, and he set up a community, Salesian community. And what was so important about the Salesian community uh, in the style that he, first of all, wanted to make sure that he took care of the basic needs of his children. And he considered faith, education, job training as being part and parcel but they felt loved, they felt loved. So this is what he would do. Uh, and so we wanted to make sure that, that in a place where there are no more parents who look after them, that he would be able to do so. He established a community to, to do that type of a work. And you know, and, and he said, my sons, in my long experience, very often I had to be, con I had to be convinced of this great truth. It is easier to become angry than to restrain oneself and to threaten a boy than to persuade him. Yes, indeed, it is more fitting to be persistent in punishing, uh, 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 punishing our own impatience and pride than to punish children. I mean, this is very interesting how he believed that, you know, that, that those we get upset because somebody's not doing it. And he says, yes, convince them, persuade them, do not punish them. We must be firm but kind and be patient with them. And he says, I give you uh, as a model the charity of Paul, which he showed to his new converts. They often reduced him to tears and entreaties when he found them lacking docility and even opposing his loving efforts. See that no one finds you motivated by impetuosity or willfulness. It is difficult to keep calm when administering punishment. But this must be done if we are to keep ourselves from showing off our authority or spilling out our anger. It's very interesting what he did, you know, because that's usually not how people do things. And yet this is what he did. And he says this was a method which he believed that Jesus used. St. Francis de Sales followed the pattern of Jesus. He followed the, the, the teachings of Jesus, how Jesus was, how kind he was to sinners. Uh, you know, those who called indulge, whatever they were doing, 
He was very kind and patient, and that's what he was patient with, with his own disciples. Look at Peter betrayed him. And what type of punishment did Jesus give to Peter? He asked him, do you love me, Peter? Do you love me? Do you love me? He didn't take his authority away. But he said, do you love me? Is, it, is this, this too good to be true? Maybe Christianity as, as one of the um, you know, great teachers of the East said, Christianity has never been practiced, has never been put into practice, because we just put you know, portions of it but we don't put it the whole reality of, of uh, the teachings of our Lord. So what we have here before us is a great example of Don Bosco, what we can do with young people. The community grew quickly. Today, there are probably like 20,000 Salesians who, are, who have opened up schools every place. And, and, uh, and they're, they're the ones who are guiding you know, the young, many, many around the world. And you know, here's a type of a last will and testament, so to speak, of, of John Bosco. He says, my dear boy, boys, he says to them, you have always been my heart's delight. I recommend to you frequent Holy Communion for the salvation of my soul. The Eucharist frequent communion will endear you to God and man. And Mary will grant you the grace of receiving the sacraments at the end of your life. Receive the Eucharist now, and you will be able to receive the Eucharist before you die. And Blessed Mother will assist you. And then pray, receive Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament in suffrage for my soul, so that my time in purgatory may be shortened. Once again, he's asking those that he has formed, now it's your turn to pray. He can't do much about after I pass away, but you can pray for me. You pray for me, and your prayers will be very, very efficacious and, and very strong. After having expressed the Father's thoughts to his beloved sons, uh, I will now speak of myself and invoke the Lord's mercy upon me in the last hours of my life. And I intend to die the way I have lived, with the Catholic religion, which is headed by Roman Pontiff, who's the vicar of Christ, I believe and profess all the truths of the faith that God has revealed to the Holy Church. I humbly ask God's pardon for all my sins, particularly for any difficulties I caused my fellow men through my actions or idle words. I must also apologize in case someone may have noticed for too brief a preparation of thanksgiving for Holy Mass on many occasions. He was a busy priest. But anyway, what did he say here in that will? He wants to tell him, okay, I have taken care of you during life, but now I want you to live that faith. I have the privilege and the grace to do so. And I await my eternal reward, but you have to help, you have to assist me. Isn't that something, how beautiful it is? I know my beloved sons, he says, that you love me. Let not this love, this affection you have for me cease after my death but continue to pray for the eternal rest of my soul. I request that you offer prayers, good works, mortifications, holy communions in reparation for the negligence in doing good and preventing evil. And ask for forgiveness, help one another. Why did I bring all these things? I know that 
I talk a little too much sometimes, but the fact is this. We see the witnesses, the cloud of witnesses like John Bosco. We see the witnesses of our founder, St. Stanislaus. We see the witness of John Paul on the other side. We see the witness of St. Faustina, Blessed Michael Sapochko. We see the witnesses of the 12 disciples around Jesus, the 12 apostles. We see the witness of our Blessed Mother. We have great examples. We have great intercessors. We are encouraged to live that faith, and we shall partake of the, the grace of eternal life of glory, the paradise which we seek, the fulfillment of all desires and longings of our heart, because we will be in a presence of love that knows no end. Our spirit, through our faith, growing and growing and becoming more and more uh, imbued with grace, being transformed by grace, will make us to be truly son sons and daughters of God. That's what we wish and desire. So maybe then, as we continue with the sacred liturgy, whereby God's word is spoken to us, and examples of witnesses given to us. But above all, that Lord comes here. He becomes one of us through the power of, of the Holy Spirit, through the invocation of the Holy Spirit in the words of Jesus himself. He becomes alive and he comes into our hearts to be with us, to transform us, to be our nourishment, to be our truth, to be our hope, to, to be men and women of God destined for glory. May we then ask St. John Bosco and all the saints here that we may likewise attain the glorious salvation and joys for all eternity. Keeping our eyes fixed on Christ, we now offer our petitions for the sake of the world. For the church, may God bless her and increase her in unity for his glory. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord hear, hear our prayer. For world leaders, may they be blessed with God's wisdom in policy making and governing. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. For at-risk youth, May the love of Christ be a shield of protection and mercy for them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. For all of us gathered here, may our participation in this Eucharistic celebration grant us perseverance to run the race before us. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. For our beloved dead, may they be welcomed into Christ's kingdom where there will be no more suffering. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. For all the intentions we hold in the silence of our hearts.
Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. For all the members of the Association of Marian Helpers and the Confraternity of the Immaculate Conception, both living and deceased, and for all the intentions they have entrusted to us, as well as all those who call or write to us. May the Lord favorably hear their prayers and strengthen them in faith, hope, and love. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the young, especially college students, high school students, that they may not be uh, affected adversely by the ideologies they, they learn. We ask for their faith, that they may be renewed by the power of Christ, by the prayers of their families, loved ones, by all of us. We also pray, pray for protection of children. We pray for an end to war in Ukraine, also the conflict in Syria, uh, also in Central Africa. We also pray for those who are dying, especially the troops who are dying, for the Russians, the Ukrainians, all those who are dying, that the Lord may take him home, may um, give him eternal life. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Loving God, we ask that you graciously hear and answer our prayers as we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. My brothers and my sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept this sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May the oblation made by your consecrated people in commemoration of blessed Don Bosco be acceptable to you, we pray, O Lord, and grant 
that by participation in this mystery, we may reflect the patterns of your love through Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is right and just. It is truly really right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ, O Lord. For us in the festival of St. John Vasco, you bid your church rejoice. So too, you strengthen her by the example of his holy life. Teach her by his words and preaching and keep her safe in answer to his prayers. And so with the company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise as without end we acclaim. fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like a dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At a time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this 
therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and William, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant Hector, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who is united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, the Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, St. John Bosco, St. Stanislaus of Jesus and Mary, St. Blessed George, St. Faustina, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. the Savior's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us, lead us not, not into, into temptation, temptation, but deliver, deliver us, from, us evil. from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Suffer to one another a sign of Christ's peace.
Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, by the will of the Father, and the work of the Holy Spirit, through death gave life to the world. Free us by this, your most holy body and blood, from all of our sins and from every evil. Keep us always faithful to your commandments, and never let us be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, Lord I am, I am not, not worthy, worthy that you should that enter, you should under, enter my roof, under my roof. But only, but only say, the, say word, the word, and my, my soul, soul shall, be, shall healed. be healed. an act of spiritual communion and thanksgiving. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Entry 328 in the Diary of St. Faustina. O purest love, rule in all your plenitude in my heart and help me to do your holy will most faithfully.
Let us pray. May this holy meal give us strength, almighty God, so by the example of blessed St. John Bosco, we may show in our hearts and by our deeds both fraternal charity and the light of truth through Christ our Lord. Amen. Just before blessings upon you, uh, as you know that not only this Mass at 9 o'clock, but also 2 o'clock Mass is for pilgrims. The 2 o'clock Mass is preceded by one of our hour of adoration of the Eucharist, a rosary uh, at 1.30, and also one hour of confessions before the Mass. Likewise, immediately after Mass, we have the hour of great mercy. Uh, for all of you who are watching us through the media, we have the hour of great mercy at 3 o'clock. And then we also have the rosary at 5 o'clock. That's obviously Eastern Standard Time. Uh, always remember that the 3 o'clock hour is not only to be celebrated here, but also wherever you are. Take that moment and, and be aware of that great grace that God has given to us in His Son. He offered His life. He died for us. And it's that remembering his moment of dying, remember him when he died for us, because he promises so many blessings, especially blessings of conversions, that we can pray for our loved ones at that very hour as he poured forth his blood and water for us, the sacramental life which he gives to us. So that's really important. Also, many people ask me to pray for them, you know, the prayer, uh, you know, even last night during the night, someone who's very dear to a family of one of his sisters who passed away, I was in contact with, um, you know, preparing them for death from a distance, anointing them several days ago, and also asking for the blessing, the apostolic pardon, which I was able to give as well, preparing those who die. And the person died during the hour of mercy, also three o'clock, the hour when Jesus rose from the dead, hour of mercy. Sometimes people forget that the three o'clock hour is actually not, you know, according to those who wish to misguide us. It's a time of evil. No, it's not. Time of love, grace. So if you are waking up at three o'clock, consider it to be a blessing because that's when God wants to speak to your heart. And also there's someone who asked for blessing. Um, her name is Paulette, she's undergoing surgery at this very moment. Another one of those wonderful friends of the community, benefactors, friends who witnessed to faith, who has done so much on behalf of the church, people like that, and there are many, many others. And I don't want to include all of them in terms of by name, but they're in my heart as I pray for them, and as we pray for their intentions as well. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Mass is ended. Let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord and one another. Thanks be to God. St. Michael, the Archangel.
defend, defend us, us in battle. battle. Be our, Be our protection, protection against, against the wickedness, the wickedness and, snares and snares of the devil. May God, May God rebuke him, him, we pray. And do thou, thou Prince of the Heavenly Host, host by the power of God, of God cast, cast into, into hell Satan, Satan and all the evil spirits, spirits who prowl about the world, the world seeking the, seeking ruin, the of ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. In our Father Chris Aylor of the Marian Fathers, and I want to tell you about a grace I hope you don't let pass by. As a member of the Association of Marian Helpers, you can receive all the graces of our masses and prayers and penances just like you were a Marian priest or brother by decree of the Holy See. It doesn't cost anything, and it takes but a few seconds to sign up. Please visit micprayers.org or call us at 800-462-7426. God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.